Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. I Make It My Ambition, a reflection by Diane Pendergraft, September 16th, 2023. All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. Quote, So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. End quote. 2 Corinthians 5.9 The context for this verse is that whether being at home or away refers to Paul's conflicting desires to live to continue his work and to die and be with Jesus. The word translated in the English Standard Version, we make it our aim, is a big one that looks like it's begging to be studied. The definition in my Greek dictionary is to make something an ambition, to aspire. Other reference resources give definitions or synonyms such as to strive earnestly, make it one's aim, labor, study. I'm going to lapse into a, possibly, dry word study here because we think with words, and how we think about words forms how we think about ideas and principles. There are dictionary definitions of words, denotations, and then there are the pictures we get in our minds or the feelings we experience when we hear particular words, connotations. As an example, the word work can be understood in various ways. If I say I have a lot of work to do, what you assume about that statement will depend either on what you actually know about me or on assumptions you make when you hear the word work. Some days my work is digging in the garden. Other days it's reading or writing. Digging and writing each require effort and, it is to be hoped, produce some sort of result, but they do not require the same amount of physical effort or perspiration. Imagine you have an employee whom you ask to do something and that person answers, I'll work on that. What would you expect? Would you wonder if the employee intended to get right to work or if he meant to think about getting to work? Would you feel confident that he planned to give all his energy to accomplishing the task? What if you asked your employee to do something and he said, I will strive to accomplish that, or I will make it my ambition to complete the task? In this case, wouldn't you have more hope that the job would get done? One feature at BibleGateway.com is the ability to look up a Bible verse and see it in over five dozen translations. Among those, the phrase translated, we make it our aim, in the English Standard Version, is translated, we labor, we make it our ambition, we make it our goal, we try our utmost, we are zealous, we covet, our only goal, we aspire, we endeavor. What really got me thinking about how we use these words were the two translations that said, we try our best. Because what Paul says he is trying his best to do is to please Jesus. And the reason is that we are all going to appear before his judgment seat to receive what is our due for what we have done. I'm afraid we have become quite glib about tossing about the phrase, I tried my best. It has a feeling of finality about it. Well, I tried. It didn't work out. I guess I don't need to do that again. I'm certain that is not what Paul meant. I've been thinking about this verse this way. I make it my ambition to please him. An ambition is an eager or strong desire to achieve something. A strong desire to achieve something doesn't allow me to give it a try and give it up if it doesn't work out. I find it interesting that the Latin root ambire means to go around canvassing for votes. Having recent experience with this, it made a vivid picture in my imagination. Seriously campaigning for a local office required that my husband and I go out every evening, rain, heat, want to or not, knocking on hundreds of doors, 
driving or walking every neighborhood in the district all summer when it would have been easier to stay home in our air-conditioned house. Nothing less would have won the office. Is that how I try to please Jesus? Is it my ambition no matter what mood I'm in? Do I strive even when it's painful? Will I endeavor even if there is no one who will go with me? I notice that in the story of the three servants who were entrusted with their master's talents, the master didn't say to the servant who buried his talent, At least you tried your best. Listen to the strong words Paul uses to describe his journey to this goal. Quote, But whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my goal, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, end quote. Philippians 3, 7-14